0: You know what cute Luke asked me the other day? What's that? So French fries and Mary potatoes are, are tater tots too. And I went, "Oh, you mean the potato tots?" And he's like, "Oh,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. those, mm-hmm. yeah." I like. We're i are like, learning things. I like, I like. I like. All the time. Little kid, like epiphanies <laughs> like that. Right. Um, my mom would probably tell you when I was little, we would go to Astros games, and they do like that. You know the the charge thing that they do at like like sports games that dun-dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun, yeah, charge yeah. one day um I looked up at my mom after they did that one time I looked up at my mom and I was like mom who's George because <laughs> I thought they were saying George and my mom was like what
0: all the games always cheer for George I don't kind of get it George
1: yeah he's, he's so
0: famous really
1: really important everybody is cheering for him yeah uh, Let's podcast. How's that? That sounds Sound good. Sound good? Hey, Nikki. Hello, James. How are you doing? I'm doing very well today. Good. I'm glad. We are coming up on something uh, really, really exciting in the life of the church. I know you know it's all great. about it. It yeah. is great. It is great. Um, before we say what that is, uh, what's your favorite part of it?
0: Um, Holy Thursday. Holy Thursday. Mass. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tough question because I because I think the whole thing is exciting for me.
1: The, yeah, and the I was, whole I was about to say time. It's it's got so many of these like little, not little like they're all important. But these these movements that just kind of come together to create this really beautiful, like I don't know. It's almost like performance art. Like it, that's a weird way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's just this really rich thing that happens and. Um, of course, we're talking about Holy Week, Holy- um, more specifically uh, talking about Triduum.
0: That's another one that I, I'm now that one, I might type into my thing and say, how do you pronounce?
1: We were talking about, I mess it up. we were talking about voice to text <laughs> earlier and how, if we need to spell things, we yeah. just voice to text or if we need to know how to spell something. We just voice to text it because Google I, is real I've, smart. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, so. I think Triduum. Triduum, it just means Triduum. three days. Triduum, it means three days. It's got the two days. U's though. Yeah. That's, um, uh, that throws me off. And that's what, that's how you know that it's Latin, right? Thank so like you, the word continuum James. is also Latin, right? That's, um, that's a Latin word. Um, so Triduum is uh, is this pretty cool thing. Holy Week is this pretty cool thing. and They are considered our most sacred days. Um, we're going to kind of talk about what that means um, and why that's important to us. Um, but I think maybe just... In this episode, like uh, just kind of a not even brief, but just a really basic overview of of what Holy Week is, how it um, it's not Easter Sunday. Right. Correct. Um, Easter Sunday is actually the beginning of the Easter season. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not Easter in which we're kind of celebrating the resurrection of Christ. It's a
0: completely separate um, liturgical
1: season. It is. It's its own liturgical season uh, that begins on Holy Thursday and ends on the eve of Easter or Holy Saturday evening. Right. Um, And so... Um, I want to kind of talk about that and explore it and make sure that our Ragamuffin listeners have every opportunity because it's be coming out the Wednesday before. So you can find your local oh, church certainly. and say, I want to check out, um, you know, what, Tridon, what's happening, what's cities. happening during Triddle <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and celebrate and be a, a part of the celebration. Um, one thing that's really, really interesting to me, and maybe this is a good place to start, um, is that we, I think as as Catholics, maybe just as human beings, we get really kind of wrapped up in, and it's a it's a beautiful thing to get wrapped up in, in this story of uh-huh. Jesus's passion, death, and resurrection, and how this story kind of unfolded uh, over the course of a few days. Um, who some of the different characters are in the story, mm-hmm. the different yeah. um, different people that play these vital roles, and um, if it were uh, if we were thinking about it as like a play, right? Mm-hmm. This is in a weird way. It's kind of like Judas's time to shine and Pilate's time Ooh, to shine. Interesting. That's and interesting. Even, yeah, and yeah. even like the even like the Sanhedrin, it's kind of their time to shine. Joseph of Arimathea. There's all these different characters <gasps> right. that kind of come into play in these different ways. Um, and this all it's just this like expertly crafted story, dramatic story that builds up to yeah. the glory of Easter morning. It right. Does. And and so there's really not a um, Uh, there's not a, in, you know, for, for, at least in my opinion, I don't think I've ever, um, experienced maybe like a Hollywood story or a movie or that is as complete a story Mm. as the story of, of the first Holy Week, like Mm -hmm. the story of Holy Week. And, um, so kind of thinking about it like that and not that it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's nonfiction, right? Right. we believe that it happened? Um, but thinking about it kind of in the, um, just in in that it's, it's awesome and kind of fantastic, uh, in its, in its narrative, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a really, really beautiful, rich story that is, that you can really get lost in. Um, and the church, I think in a really cool way invites you to get lost in it by celebrating these events as liturgy, Mm -hmm. as, as this kind of, um, this method of prayer, Mm -hmm. right? The structure of prayers, which is, is really neat. Um, you mentioned your favorite day or, or your favorite thing was Holy Thursday. Anything mm-hmm. in particular about Holy Thursday that that you really uh, you really gravitate towards? There's
0: lots of parts. So I want to. Uh, part of me wants to say it's because it's the beginning, and I'm so excited that it's starting, finally. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think of like the whole rest of the year feels like little sound bites and trailers of this big movie. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. then we, you know, now it's time we get to, we get to, um, to see it, to, to experience it. I love, um, the mass, Mm -hmm. um, kind of the introduction of the Eucharist and, and the washing of the feet, you know, at, um, at our parish, there's just this, it's beautiful to, um, we, we kind of, I guess people are selected throughout the community who have, um, shown themselves to be of service, you know, throughout the year and are invited. And it's always this, um, eclectic group, you know, it's mm-hmm. never, um, there are parishes before where it's been like, you know, um, six, 12 male from the youth group. Mm-hmm. And this is a little bit different at our parish They because there are men, there are women, there are young, there are old, mm-hmm. um, uh, a couple years ago when I was working at the church, I was invited to go with, so they have the 12th person. So we have 11 people on our altar and the 12th person is a homebound person where we go and, um, their feet are washed by, wow. by our pastor. And that was just a beautiful, uh, beautiful experience.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I, I love, um, I love the washing of the feet. I love that, um, I mean, it's, it's hard to call it symbolism because I Mm, think Jesus is very, uh, very clear that this is a, um, when he means service, he means, he means service. He means getting down on your hands and knees and and really, really like working for someone else, sacrificing for Mm -hmm. someone else. And there certainly is a, like a very ritualistic quality to that act of the washing of the feet. Um, but there's also something so like just noble and beautiful about, you know, sort of recognizing that Jesus put himself in that position Mm -hmm. and that he put himself in that position in order to teach me how to be in that position. Right. And, and to teach me that that was, you know, in all the ways that he, that he rules the universe, um, that that was like the most, maybe the most tangible way in scripture that I can like imitate and I'm given these specific instructions to imitate him mm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really cool. I, yeah, I love that as well. Um, so I, I, I think as we kind of go through, um, you know, kind of before we go any further, I should probably say, so we've said before that we're not going to get too theological, uh, in, on the late church podcast. Um, this might be one where we talk about some theological concepts. And so, uh, we just ask that you would, you know, kind of be open to those if, if maybe some of this stuff is new to you. Um, but just know that all these things are happening in any, uh, any Catholic church, um, throughout, you know, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, there's a Catholic church nearby, uh, that is celebrating these things and you are invited to go in to participate and to, to experience this really, really, um, sacred time. Uh, and, 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 a joyful time, a time of, of really opening our hearts up to the the graces of Jesus's passion, mm-hmm. death and resurrection. That's what we're, that's what we're called to be doing. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, we're really excited that you're listening and I'm, I'm excited to kind of be, um, you know, unpacking some of this, some of this cool stuff. It
0: feels exciting because I feel like I, um, embody the, the late to church concept in the sense that my faith's always been important to me. And, and as I've grown in my faith through the years, it's only in the last like five or six years that I've really come to participate in Holy Week. And, you know, I, I don't want to get too down on myself to say, what the heck were you doing before then? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm grateful to, to be aware now. So definitely coming from a place of, for me, I'm coming from a place of guys, 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 guess what? Uh, I'm aware of this thing. You got to know about this sure, thing. Sure.
1: And that's uh, what's again, like coming back to coming back to Holy Thursday. That's on some level, um, the disciples had to be feeling that mm. right on, on some level, the disciples had to be like kind of looking around, looking at each other in, in, I think all at once kind of, kind of disbelief and, uh, a little bit maybe of like this real sense of, of privilege, like, mm. like this is something really special that I'm getting to like witness. And then maybe this desire to, to like, like, what do we do with this? Maybe not mm. knowing yet, right. That Pentecost hadn't happened yet that they hadn't been kind of sent forth. Um, but knowing that this was bigger, you maybe, think they
0: knew in the moment that this was bigger I think, they, they, I, they got I,
1: it I think they had to I on on some level I think they had to know that that something was going on with Jesus mm-hmm. that they didn't understand and that it was it was bigger than them that they you know that they didn't get it now are you like aware enough to start asking questions yeah maybe not yeah. right because I do think you know like like Peter he's he's you know, we can't know if he's like the highest IQ or the smartest guy in the in the group right but we do know that Jesus is going to Jesus has given him the keys to the kingdom mm-hmm. at this point and he's kind of named Peter as his successor as the mm-hmm. first pope right and Peter is still the one that denies Christ three times yeah. he's still the one that pulls his sword in the garden of gethsemane he's you know he's like he's kind of still kind of a mess right and and um you know we so Looking at it that way, I I think we can also assume that there was probably a lot of confusion Mm -hmm. in the room. And there's guys are still kind of looking around like, well, Jesus really should do this. And Jesus really should do this. And Jesus is kind of saying, you know, no, like this is this is what has to happen. And he's following the father's will. And it's not really. Um, I think in their humanity, it's not really until the disciples can kind of take a step back from that mm-hmm. and look at it with some perspective and also with the grace of the Holy Spirit, right. That they can really yeah. sort of begin to understand all the, all the lessons and mm-hmm. all of the, the teaching that comes out of, um, experiencing this. their experience. Right? Yeah. Um, so the first time that I went to uh, Holy week, like, and I, and I've been to different things kind of growing up, uh, throughout throughout my life like we would go to holy thursday mass this year we wouldn't go to anything else or we'd go to the easter vigil and then we wouldn't go to anything else right yeah Um, us too and the 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 first time that i can remember going to all three um i remember just all these like light bulbs going off in my head about how much of our liturgy was is connected Mm -hmm. to the last supper right And how there's this really sort of grounded like like root place Mm -hmm. Um, that is the Last Supper, and everything about us as Catholics kind of like stems up from that, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it kind of it it, it feels kinda, like that. Oh, yeah, it kind of grows out of that, moment. right? And you kind of have yeah. these light bulb moments, right? Um, and uh, certainly, the washing of the feet was a was a huge um, like impactful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate to have my feet washed by a pastor that I worked for, which Course was really cool. Did. Um, and that was, that was really neat. And then I've experienced that on like extra retreats and different yeah. retreats with teens and things. And that's always really powerful. Um, one of the things that I really, um, it blows me away every year. And, and there's just this kind of feeling of real like anticipation that something really big is happening. Mm. Because at the end of Holy Thursday, there's no dismissal.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And so you're left kind of with this feeling like, like Mass isn't uh, over. Mass hasn't
0: ended. Mass hasn't <laughs> ended. And
1: and we've you know we've kind of gone from this place of, of, I don't know maybe like complacency that we, you know we kind of check in on Sunday, but then your hour's done and you kind of move on. And Holy Thursday kind of calls you to this like, this very radical sort of feeling that like, no, I'm, I'm still kind of in the midst of this really Mm. beautiful and really big experience that is, you know, Jesus's, his arrest on Holy Thursday, that the last supper, his arrest on Holy Thursday, his, um, crucifixion on Good Friday and, and then his resurrection. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that, um, that feeling of being invited into that and being a real witness to that yeah. is something that I think, uh, a lot of us, we never really give ourselves the opportunity to experience that, Yeah, you know? Cause
0: when you do, I mean, I feel like when I think, when I think about Holy Week now, mm-hmm. it kind of takes my breath away, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in a good way. And I think that, yeah, it comes from an awareness of, this is big. This is the why. Yeah, we do all Absolutely. the other things.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we we uh, we we maybe need to frame this by saying that um, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday are not holy days of obligation.
0: Yeah. Um, which 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 feels a little bizarre, and 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 I want to say why why mm-hmm. why.
1: Yeah, I I want to say why too. It it does you know it feels. Um, it feels strange. In fact, I think, pretty sure, the only thing really that we're obligated to about Triduum, about Holy Week, uh, is our fasting and abstinence on Good Friday, mm. right? Um, and that's really kind of its separate thing. That's not really a participation in mm-hmm. Good Friday in the liturgical sense, the like the right. liturgical things that go on on Good Friday. Um, but this, this liturgy, I think, I, I, if I had to guess, I think the reason that the church doesn't um, I don't want to say reduce it but that the church doesn't sort of say okay everybody has to go on these days um, is because that the idea of kind of being invited into this most intimate moment mm. is a little bit watered down when you say you have to go okay right I think yeah. as I think if you're a parent and you tell your kids you have to go more power to you that's awesome right because you're making it a priority as a family mm-hmm. but I think if the church were to come in and say like you have to go experience this um there's a chance then that the experience is is kind of lost mm-hmm. it's kind of lost in this sense of like duty or obligation yeah um but like we talked about in the Ash Wednesday episode like more people are in the church on right? Ash Wednesday so there's this there is this desire to be reconciled to mm-hmm. god this desire to be in it on the in this intimate place with god mm-hmm. um and it's it's really interesting to me that we don't have those same kind of numbers, people coming to church, Tridium, right, yeah. um, for 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 Triduum. Um, and I'm not saying that to make anybody feel bad. It's just that if that's what you want, right? If that's yeah. what we all want, is that closeness with God. This is this is where it starts it starts yeah. for for I think a lot of people who maybe go to one or all of these services, you know, for the first time and are like. Oh, this like this is what we believe? Like mm. this is what the disciples witnessed, it, this is what the yeah. story is, right? And it just it's just so so powerful. Yeah. yeah. It brings
0: everything in um in the Wizard of Oz sense like, you know, you go from black and white to color, it feels like it's just so much there's so much beauty and so much more depth and attention to the beauty of our faith. Mm-hmm. That the tenets of of Christ's life.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I
0: don't know. I feel really, um, I don't know if romantic's the word. I just feel super tender about Holy Week. And I think that last year we were not able to participate Mm -hmm. with our community at church. Um, I feel the momentum in Mm -hmm. my heart, uh, rising.
1: Sure. And there, there is something, I mean, I think there is something really, um, like fundamentally romantic. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I think there is something really adventurous about this, you know, this time that we get to spend, um, again, witnessing Jesus's final, Mm -hmm. like final hours before his resurrection, right before his death and resurrection. Um, You know, and and the fact that the, the, the church over, you know, over time, and really since her, since her very beginnings, the church has looked at it as a prayer Mm -hmm. and not just a memorial of events Mm -hmm. or like a retelling of a story, but in the sense that Jesus prayed from Holy Thursday all the way until his resurrection. Like that, Mm -hmm. that whole act, um, is the prayer of Christ Mm -hmm. and that kind of makes it like the the ultimate prayer. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we are, um, we're such a, I, I think we can look at it like, you know, we're such small pieces of that little conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that little conversation, uh, just like, just like any Sunday mass, but I, but I think, you know, in a, in a very special way commemorating the sacrifice of Christ, that little conversation is not the same without all of us. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. And so, um, we're gonna kind of talk about the pieces of this, and I'm sure we'll we'll kind of say the same thing at the end. We really, really encourage you to go check out Holy Week yeah. this week and to make it um, to make it a tradition for your family. Drag your kids kicking and screaming if you have to, um, but I I promise you, if you if you come into it with um, an open heart and, and the perspective that we're gonna be witnesses to the love that Christ has for us. Um, you will not be disappointed. Yeah. It's just such it's a like, such a cool thing.
0: Yeah, going into it with the perspective or the attitude of I get to participate in this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's an ultimate experience. I, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, True Doom starts out uh, on Holy Thursday. It's the it's the first day. Um, we celebrate um, a few different things. So it's the Memorial of Passover. So mm-hmm. when we read about the Last Supper in Scripture. Um, Jesus is celebrating the Passover with his disciples. Okay, so right. um, he is not. It's not just a regular meal. It's not uh, just kind of what they did on a Thursday, right? Um, he is really celebrating, celebrating the, the Jews' feast, exactly the Passover, yeah. of, of Passover. And and in fact, our um, Catholic identity, our Christian identity, where we get a lot of our um, a lot of our theology, right, um, is kind of revealed in those moments of the Passover, especially. Uh, the theology behind the priesthood and the theology mm-hmm. behind the Eucharist, and we believe as Catholics that those two things uh, were instituted, um, kind of formally, or or um, maybe think of it almost as like a like an ordination, mm-hmm. right? Uh, at, at the, the last, last Supper. supper yeah. So the Eucharist becomes the Eucharist; it becomes that important thing of us celebrating the resurrected body, blood, soul, and divinity, soul and divinity of Christ, and and um, and receiving that. Um, when Jesus says, you know, this is, this is my, this is my body. This is my blood. Um, we are, um, then not only encouraged, but we are, are, we, we kind of become a a part of this celebration through Christ's invitation Mm -hmm. to receive those things. And that, that, um, that action on Sunday of you are priest holding up the Eucharist, holding up the chalice, uh, you know, and saying, you know, you know, behold the lamb of God, right. Um, that's not us just kind of remembering the last supper. Mm -hmm. That's actually us participating in the last supper. And it's this, this one event that is so powerful that it's not limited by the, the, the boundaries of space and time, Mm -hmm. right. That, um, that Christ invites us into that, that first mass. Uh, and that's where this grace, comes from. That's, that's the channel that this grace, um, for all masses always come from. So it's not a memorial, um, in the sense that we're just remembering. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a, it's a memorial, um, in the sense that we are, uh, Mm re-participating in this, this really beautiful thing. How gorgeous is that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's super cool and it's tough to understand, right? It's tough to even talk about. It is, it, 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 it it takes some, it takes a lot of faith Mm -hmm. actually, I think. And that's, also, kind of a beautiful thing, um, and then just the fact that he's got these these you know eleven men in front of him that that don't necessarily get it. They know that something big's going on, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily get it. And he, I just think it's so beautiful to think about. He knows their flaws. He knows they're gonna mess up. He knows they're gonna mess up. Like later that day, he's already told Peter like you're, yeah. you're, you're gonna mess you're gonna, up, right? Yeah. You're gonna deny me, and. He gives them the Eucharist anyway, mm-hmm. and he gives them the priesthood anyway, and he he knows that they're going to be like the foundation of the church anyway. And how, even knowing that he's going to suffer, even knowing that he's gonna he's gonna have to like you know suffer all these things, um, how incredible of a moment that must have been for Jesus, the human being, mm-hmm. for Jesus, the man. Mm-hmm to like look across at his friends and know how far they've come, know know how far he's got to still go on his own. Right. Yeah. Um, but to know that, 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 that they're not only capable, but that they're going to, they're going to carry this faith and this tradition and this celebration into the church that we know today.
0: Yeah. I mean like proud, proud parent moment. Uh Right.
1: For sure. For sure. Do you um, ever feel
0: that way with your, your kids, your youth ministry kids? You're like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, when, like, like,
1: like when they get it, like yeah. when I can kind of see them get it, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? And then there's, there's times too that I, I think they're, they're not going to get it now, but like in, in 10 years, one of these kids is it's like gonna this click, yeah. light bulb moment is going to happen. Right. And, um, I think that's a, a, a really, a really beautiful part of, of, of any ministry <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, and so for, for, for like thinking about it right now, just for Christ to have had those moments too. And for Christ to have, have, you know, really been like the cheerleader in the room saying, mm. Hey guys, I've got something really cool to talk to you about like that. You know, it, it does. It, it makes me awesome. choke up a little yeah. bit. It's, it's, that's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty neat. And that's the, what's cool is he invites us all into that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all, we're all invited into that celebration. Mm. Um, okay. So just quickly, so Passover um is the the Jewish celebration of God sparing the Israelites from death and freeing them from slavery in Egypt. Okay, so it's this celebration of Thanksgiving. If you've ever seen the movie Ten Commandments, um it's actually a really good explanation of Passover, like yes. like that's that's pretty cool. Um Jesus is celebrating p- Passover. Um he 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 changes some words, he kind of explains some things in a new perspective in a different mm-hmm. way. Um and brings about this new covenant, right? He talks about this new covenant between, um, man and God, the father through his sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And at the, at that moment on Holy Thursday, I I think his apostles, his disciples were trying to get it. Yeah. You know, we can't know if they, if they got it right then or not. Um, but Jesus nonetheless kind of lays this foundation for mass, the celebration of mass, Mm -hmm. uh, for like millennia to come. Yeah. Right. Um, they, they, they finish uh, the Last Supper. There's the washing of the feet. There's, um, uh, in the Gospel of John, we hear about um, Jesus' Last Supper discourses. So he's trying to explain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these different things uh, to his disciples. as these really beautiful teaching moments. Um, if you have uh, an opportunity to, um, to read John's Gospel or to read, the, um, to read the Scriptures ahead of time, ahead of, of Triduum, we really um, really encourage you to do that. Uh, I'm going to cheat here and get on USccb.org and give you um, the uh, give you the correct um, readings for this coming week just so and we'll also post them on our, our Instagram uh, just so we're just so we're doing all right. Okay, um, so your Holy Thursday readings are, let's see are from the Gospel of Luke. All right, so Luke uh, four sixteen through 21. Um, let's see, that's... Oh, I'm sorry, that's Chrism Mass. So, hang on.
0: You know, why you're looking for that, what I'm thinking of with Jesus's talks and John at the Last Supper and trying to get all this information at the last minute it's reminding of like people who are aware that they're dying like you know someone with um, a long term illness or something mm-hmm. and they do the videos or things for their children to, to teach all these lessons because their time is limited mm-hmm. it's kind of
1: like that it is it is for sure and and um, uh, I, I apologize so the, the gospel reading for um, for Holy Thursday is from the gospel of John it's John 13 1 through 15 uh, and in exactly what you're talking about. The first sentence is before the feast of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come Mm. to pass from this world to the father. And so he's kind of setting the stage for that to happen. I need,
0: I need you all to
1: know this. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Um, really, really cool. Um, okay. So we move from there into, uh, good Friday. And, And again, this, um, this liturgy is all one, it's all one, one, Liturgy, right? We're so, not
0: dismissed on after Holy Thursday. After Holy
1: Thursday, exactly. Mass, and so we we see this really beautiful progression from that scene in at the Last Supper uh, to um, the scene in John eighteen in the Garden of Gethsemane, and we see Jesus in this really um, sort of precarious position for the unique Almighty, all powerful Son yeah. of God, right? Which is. Uh, a position of anxiety Mm -hmm. and maybe even a position of fear and despair, despair. Right. Um, I think what that illustrates, I I think what, what the gospel writers are talking about when anytime we read about Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, um, is Jesus's radical understanding of humanity Mm. and his radical understanding of death. He knew, um, Mm -hmm. that, the suffering was going to be painful and he wasn't excused from that pain. He wasn't excused from, you know, the, the pain of, of being flogged, right. He wasn't excused from the pain of, of his friends, you know, leaving him in his hour of need, like those things hurt and they hurt in these uniquely human ways, right. Like physically and emotionally and mentally, like those things hurt. And so I think it's a really, um, you know, the, the gospel writers, something that's interesting to think about, the gospel writers could have said if they wanted it to be more believable, right. They could have said, Jesus did all these things, um, but none of it hurt him. And he you yeah. know, defeated all his enemies and angels came down from heaven and blah, blah, blah. Right. And protected him. And yeah. And there was this sort of this huge, like, um, I don't know, like, like almost superhero movie ending. Right, the yeah. Jesus defeats all the bad guys. Um, several years ago, when The Passion of the Christ came out, mm. uh, I remember talking with one of my friends who had seen it, and I hadn't seen it yet. And I asked him, I said, you know, hey, man, how, how was this? And this guy wasn't a particularly religious person, right? But he had gone to see it just, I guess, because of the story and be, you know, because it was a movie that was out and it had gotten good reviews and all these things. And he said, at the end, I kept waiting for him to do something. I kept waiting for him to like come down off the cross or I kept waiting for him to like, yeah. like, you know, kind of heroic this moment, this heroic, this moment heroic, this heroic this, moment. Right. Yeah. And, and he didn't, you know, and then there's, there's that kind of tag at the end of the end of the movie where you see Jesus kind of walking out of the tomb. Right. But there wasn't like this big, you know, um, Hollywood ending, this yeah. triumphant Hollywood ending. And I think that's because the the triumph for us is mysterious. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something that we necessarily understand. And when he goes out, you know, kind of rewinding, when he goes out to the garden, I think Jesus knows that his disciples don't get it. And I wonder if that agony in the garden mm. also came from this place of real loneliness. Yeah. Came from this place of really like, man, I. If they knew. If they only knew. If they only knew. And and. Again, uh, that's not to make anybody feel guilty. Um, (laughs) As difficult as that might be.
0: That's not the hardest part. It is. It is. It's really
1: difficult. It is really tough. Um, uh, But there's just something so beautiful about the fact that Jesus does walk into those dark places for us, Mm -hmm. even when we won't walk into those dark places with him. Right? Even when we don't want to go there, ultimately... God goes there. Say that whole part again. So Jesus walks into those dark places in our lives for us, even when we don't want to walk there with him. Mm -hmm. Even when we want to be Peter, James, and John and fall asleep Mm -hmm. at the entrance to the garden, Jesus goes anyway and goes before the Father for us and says, you know, let this cup pass, right? Like that... That cup that he's talking about—if you read that scripture—that's our cup.
2: Yeah,
1: it belongs to us. It belongs to us as individuals. When we, um, when we stray from God, and we tell God no, when we put these things, uh, these sins, and these different things in between our life and our heart and God's heart, um, that's our responsibility ultimately. Mm-hmm. And Jesus looks at us and he says, "I know that you're not um, capable. I know that you're not." Uh, I, I, I know that you're only this human being, mm-hmm. right and and you suffer and you wander and you you stray and you look around and you you get distracted. Um, I'm gonna fill in those gaps for you because that's how much the father loves you. right. And his life was, reflective of the Father's love. And so Mm. when we see Jesus in agony in the Garden of Gethsemane, we can see the Father in agony because we've left Uh. him. Right? We can see the Father hurting because his children have abandoned him. Right? And I don't know if... um, I don't think the point of that is for us to feel awful. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the point of that is for us to feel loved yeah so
0: unabashedly loved
1: uh, yeah no i mean there are no apologies um for the love that god has for us anywhere in scripture it's not like i love nikki but right Mm -hmm. ever it's just i love nikki i love james and this is these are the lengths that i'm willing to go to they're they're infinite Mm -hmm. right um so there's this uh there's this mob that comes to arrest Jesus. Um, there's these really, um, beautiful scenes in the gospel of Jesus's disciples trying, again, they don't get it. They try mm. to defend him and Jesus kind of quiets their hearts and, and, and says, you know, like this has, this to, has happen, to happen. Right. Yeah. And we even see Jesus heal the ear of, of one of the, after this scuffle, yeah. heal the ear of one of the men that, that. uh, that came to arrest him, and and we see Jesus sort of surrender himself to the human experience, right? Which is, yeah. on some level, to be mistreated and abused and sort of thrown away, right? Um, yeah. Because that's that's what our sin gets us. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's a whole um, huge thing that we could spend a lot of time, you know talking on this mystery of why Jesus, you know, like why it had to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the easy answer is because that's where we're found. That's where humanity is found mm-hmm. is sort of in this really broken and confused place mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that humanity is totally broken and confused. It's really beautiful. But the broken and confused parts need the help of a savior. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where we need the only Christ thing the most that, yeah that yeah.
0: fixes it and
1: yeah um, so Good yeah. Friday is all about uh, the passion and death of Jesus and when we say passion we literally mean his suffering Yeah. Um, we mean the thing that he you know was put on earth to accomplish mm-hmm. um, which is hard to hard to fathom sometimes um, but it is you know what it's it's, it's what we, it's what we did with that gift of the incarnation mm-hmm. and so god used our our action right our saying you know that jesus was going to suffer he transformed that into something really beautiful
0: can we can we back up a little bit sure um one of the things that i think is um beautiful and noteworthy is after the last supper the garden of gethsemane that ending of of Holy Thursday Mass, the not ending, mm-hmm. um, like it, it's a thing to process to an adoration chapel or a place of adoration, and and st- That's a thing that happens mm-hmm. more than not just my experience, right? Like, yeah, it's,
1: it's I part think, of the liturgy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: I I um I don't want to miss that part because I feel like that's a particularly tender part for me because it because of that I don't want to. I don't want to leave him hanging.
1: It is. It is this. It is this bridge, um, you know, in the the liturgy, uh, and it's it's more than that. It's a. It's again. It's this really beautiful moment, like you're saying, where, um, you know, Christ is celebrating this Passover with us. He's celebrating this Last Supper yeah. with us. And and um, again, it's not just symbolism. It is this this participation in the fact that Jesus leaves that moment. Um, knowing kind of what the future holds And yeah. he leaves that moment in this uh ready to experience this place this this these feelings these um this suffering that only he can experience right it's yeah. a, it's a, and he's told his disciples where i'm going you can't you can't mm-hmm. follow right like you can't come with me he knows they're gonna leave him he knows that they're um that they don't necessarily understand just like he knows that about our hearts yeah. right um but he goes anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I know in the past when I've seen um, any time there's a Eucharistic procession, mm-hmm. it's like it's like amazing. I mean, because yeah. wh- where do you see that in our society anymore? Where do you see like a king being like paraded around? Mm. You know, like where do you see? You don't see that anywhere else. Yeah. And so to see Jesus elevated in the Eucharist like a king or elevated in the in the Saboria or the Monstrance um, and then placed in this really um like sacred and very simple environment of a of a tabernacle Mm -hmm. or or maybe on an altar um away from the church right um, away from where he's away from kind of his throne Mm. right um it is representative to me of of you know the the garden but it's mm-hmm. also representative of Jesus like coming again coming into those dark places mm. and and coming into those very real very human places in my life and the places we don't want to be the ourselves places, the places yeah. that we you know cuz you can like here at St. Vincent in Paul we we have Jesus we wind up having Jesus in the pack our parish activity center mm-hmm. and it's a very pretty room um it's not nearly as pretty as our church yeah. right it doesn't necessarily look like a church all the time it's mm-hmm. kind of a big sort of utility like multi-function room right and it's obvious that it's not where jesus belongs mm-hmm. the, the 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 setup in there for that is very temporary it's very pretty mm-hmm. but it's very temporary and so it feels like jesus is is too good for that mm-hmm. it feels like it's it's not enough for him and i think that's pretty reflective of the way that a lot of us feel about mm-hmm those tough places. That's an on-purpose thing. In our yeah. lives, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Really, really glad. That's cool. That's cool. Um, also on Good Friday, we we uh, we see the, the veneration of the cross. Mm. Um, and it's really this, man, it's, it's just this beautiful moment where we see um, how important this instrument of death is becomes when you, you know, when Jesus says, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to transform that into. We see that the transformative power of God's love to turn something so kind of grotesque and Mm -hmm. awful. I mean, the word excruciating comes from the same word as crucifixion, Mm -hmm. right? So we have something so painful, um, like becomes so beautiful. It's transformative. Um, it is. It yeah. is. And it's kind of, to me, it's always been really, really cool that that comes after Good Friday. Like we've, we've just heard, <laughs> we've just heard about Jesus's like arrest and death mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And then like, yay, the cross. Now we're, we're <laughs> kissing the cross. Yeah, we're kissing the cross, yeah. right? It's kind um, of bizarre. It is, but it's, I, I think it's because we know, like we have the the benefit of the foresight of, mm-hmm. of knowing that Easter is like literally... Just a couple days away, Yeah, right? Um, yeah. Which is which is cool. It's cool. There's there's like there's hope in the cross. Yes, it's this really beautiful thing. That That's there's, what. There's yeah. Hope in the cross. Yeah. Very cool. Um, you know, I remember when I was younger. I remember Good Friday uh, becoming this. Um, I was almost like spooky, right? Like like, so? if, like if we went to Holy Thursday or Good Friday. Um, just the aesthetic. It was darker. It was at night. Oh yeah. Um, the reading, all the statues. Were all covered. the statues are covered. The readings are so like dark, and dark ominous. and kind of ominous and and somber, right? Yeah. And and very serious. Things change things, in the church. I things mean, like, change. Yeah. There's there's a very different energy mm-hmm. um, in the church. And and um, I I can remember uh, a couple years ago because it was here at um, Saint Vincent de Paul, uh, they did veneration of the cross and it was like everybody can kind of the, the way that father, father Ed, um, did it that year was everybody could kind of come up almost like in a mob, right. Mm. And, and, and venerate kind of at their pace and, it, and you would just kind of work to get close to the cross mm. as opposed to like a communion line. Type yeah. Yeah. And setup. I remember, I remember standing kind of in the back and thinking, this is what Jesus experienced the mob like this is yeah. what jesus experienced uh. when he was like actually out ministering to mm. to people like you think about the woman with the hemorrhage yeah like just touching his you know, cloak people were just trying to just trying to get a piece of him all mm. the time and how even in his even in his death like even in mm. his most uncomfortable that he ever was he's not only okay with that like that's what he wants uh. That's what he wants. He like, and, and how, like the, 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 I don't, I don't know why before I'd never really been able to see that in the Eucharist, but for some reason, seeing that imagery of the cross, I was like, then, then, then why don't I, me personally, why don't I have that same desire, like to just rush up in a mob Mm -hmm. when I when I get the chance to receive him in the the Eucharist. Right. And I, and I think, um, no, I don't, I don't like rush up and like elbow little old ladies out of the way or anything like that. But, but I do (laughs) since then, like I've come back to that. And, and, and I think it's been this place kind of in my heart where God is like, he, he kind of stokes that fire of like desire to Mm -hmm. receive him. And, and it's just been this huge gift of kind of seeing it that way. Um, and so I do think that the cross, in a really interesting way for me, the cross gets me from, you know, who is Christ? Who is he in my life? What is it, you know, to like the resurrection, mm. right? And and even in that understanding that God has this desire for me to be in communion with him,
2: the cross yeah. has shown
1: me that. Um, That's cool. beautiful. Yeah. From Good Friday, we move on to Holy Saturday. And Holy Saturday... Um, it's all about hope. It's all about hope. We're, uh, we're called, um, it's the final day of Triduum. It's the final day of these three days. We're called to, uh, just kind of be patient mm-hmm. as we kind of await the resurrection of Jesus, as we await kind of the opening of the tomb. Right. And, or, or maybe think about, um, Mary Magdalene, like kind of running back to us and saying, oh. you know, the, the you know, yeah. the Savior's risen. Um, uh, you know, we, we, there's this really, um, this really beautiful thing about, uh, kind of those scenes, those things that we, that we, um, that we read about in the gospels on Holy Saturday, uh, of it's like this, I, I heard it, heard it put one time, a, a youth minister friend of mine, um, said it was this, this eager anticipation, mm. Right. There's this eager anticipation and, and it's it's kind of like Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that feeling of Christmas. But Christmas is just kind of this joyful time from beginning to end. Like we're not celebrating yeah. anything so so It doesn't have that really, stark really contrast yeah, of yeah. Uh, this. Stark climax. is a better word. I was gonna yeah. say like terrifying. Like the arrest yeah. and passion of Christ is a terrifying thing, yeah. right? Um but yeah, we're not celebrating something so, so stark. Uh, it's, you know, it's this little, it's a, it's, it's more joyful and I think maybe more innocent. Right. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. but the anticipation of Holy Saturday, I think is more profound Yeah, because when we think about our sin, um, when we think about our disconnect from God, mm-hmm. we are really invested in Easter. We we do really really need we him need it. to come and fix us, yeah. right? We don't necessarily need you know a PlayStation under the Christmas tree when we wake up, right? right. We don't necessarily need right. that. that's great. It and doesn't it, you know heal us. It doesn't heal us. And and this the 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 empty tomb, the the rolled up um, burial cloths, the 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 you know the angel kind of patiently waiting there, mm. telling us you know <laughs> why do you, why are you looking for you know, like this Jesus is like, why are you looking for him here? Right, yeah. That message of that angel. Um, it's this tremendous gift of like satisfied hope. Yeah. Right? That our, that our hope has, has, you know, kind of been transformed into this, this knowledge, this place that we can kind of live from in our lives. Um, knowing that Jesus has conquered death and knowing that that, conquering of death is for us. Like he mm-hmm. didn't need to do that to prove anything to himself. He right. does that for us. And that, that makes our hope different. That's the greatest love story ever. Exactly. I, we, I think I kind of realize each year that the hope is not necessarily about, um, it's not necessarily about like, Oh, I hope the tombs open. Like I, I know the yeah, tomb is going to be open. Yeah. The hope is like, being able to receive that knowledge and being mm-hmm. able to kind of live from that place and knowing that tomorrow i'm going to be all right yeah and the next day i'm going to be all right and the next day i'm going to be all right and i have this peace of just knowing who i am because i'm loved by christ mm. and because christ you know opened the tomb for me you right he rolled back yeah. the stone for me he rolled yeah. back the stone for you and yeah. and was thinking you know in a in a unique way about me while he was doing that. That's mm. um, just... That's fantastic. It's, it's awesome. It's really, really cool.
0: I have two things that are popping in my head. Okay. okay one is the Holy Cross motto, Ave Crux Pesunica, mm-hmm. Hail the Cross, Our Only Hope. Ba-boom. There Ooh, it is. Yeah. Pascal mystery. Um, and the other thing is, is that um, that King of Kings song, um, the the Hillsong Worship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were practicing that for this thing on Saturday. I and love then that song. the okay. buildup of and the Church of Christ was born. Like I can't mm-hmm. sing that without full on goosebumps mm-hmm. and just excitement that mm-hmm. is um can't be duplicated with anything else. You know, like it's not something it's not an excitement that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. In any other arena or area of my life, it's unique to the resurrection in our story
1: yeah it is a it is a really unique energy about easter Mm -hmm. and um i think some and and it's you know like christmas like um like any of the liturgical seasons they all kind of have their unique flair but there is something about easter that is um is, is so complete yeah, it's like you wrapped
0: know, with a pretty bow. It
1: is. It's so it, there's something so complete mm. about it, and it and it feels very um, what's the word I'm looking for? It just feels whole, whole in in the sense that it's like this perfect plan. Mm-hmm. It is this perfect plan, and and go all the way back to the Garden of, of Eden, and and you know God the Father formulating this plan and telling Eve that the you know. There was going to be enmity between her offspring, right? Who eventually is Christ and the serpent, right? And that, Mm. that, that her offspring would crush the head of the serpent, Mm. right? And knowing that the father already has this mapped out yeah, and he's going to do all of these things throughout salvation history to kind of clue us in on those things. And he's going to, he tries, and he's going to call these, he's going to call these 12 guys who work on boats, right. For some reason, he's going to call these 12 guys and these 12 guys are going to be these kind of like magnifying glasses through which we, we hear the father's word and we kind of experience like Jesus, life. Right. And we're going to get to know God in the unique person Mm -hmm. of Christ. We're going to get to know him on like a one-on-one level. And then this person, instead of, I think God very easily could have said, this is on you guys behave yourselves. I've come down and I've told you like in person, you guys got to behave yourself told just you in person <laughs> and just ascended. Right. Like it got, it got bad enough that I had to go down to customer uh. service and like make a complaint. Right. <laughs> but, but oh no, gosh. no, he doesn't yeah. even, he really doesn't even like hold our hand through it. He says, mm. guys, I'm okay, you are where you are and I want you to be somewhere else. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Right. Um, one of the questions I always get from middle school boys, I've gotten it several times, is why why doesn't Jesus just come down and fix it? Why why doesn't he just come down and fix the world? That's exactly what he did. It's exactly what he did. And he did it in the only way that still gives us a choice about having a relationship with him. Because he loves us that much. And so our our Easter then becomes like the ultimate... uh, or Easter in the life of the church and becomes this ultimate sign of God's love for us and like 1A to that. It's also the ultimate sign of this choice that we have. Yeah. We can no longer, you know, just ignore Jesus. We can no longer just be like, well, I don't know about that guy. Like he, he, you know, the credit that you have to give him is that he's committed. He's real, and thank God real for that, committed, right? right? And there's just something so complete and whole and like radically pure Mm. about the like just the entire thing Mm -hmm. um that that I think is I mean that's why that's to me that's I can't say theologically that's why but to me that's why these are our most important days
0: Mm. I like that
1: boy we're loved we are we are radically radically loved
0: so I can't wait I'm um, I'm I'm really looking forward to being back at the church for Holy Week
1: me too me too I am I'm, I'm really excited about it um I, I I wonder if there are some ways that we can encourage uh, some of our ragamuffins to more fully participate um in uh in what's going on um mm-hmm. not only um not, not only in the sense of like, um, oh, this theologically means this, or this is where this yeah. comes from in scripture, um, but how we can maybe take some elements of what we experience during Holy Week, and take them home
0: and, and kind of sit with that, them and, um, yeah. and
1: unpack them, and, and really kind of figure out, okay, what is the lesson that God has for me specifically hmm. in this? Right. Um, one of the things that um, that I've I've done in the past. Uh, is to find out that... So, just like any liturgy, Holy Week is full of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And I guess we're jumping right into tips. Is that okay? Is that cool jumping right into tips. All right. Yeah, um, one of the things that, that we don't give ourselves credit for, or maybe people don't realize, is that like 99% of our, the things that we say, the things that we do in Mass, are in the Bible somewhere. They're in Scripture somewhere. Right. And so, we are a very scriptural religion. We're very, mm-hmm. very scriptural people. Right. And so one of the things that I, I like to do in, during Holy week, and I usually try to do it at Holy Thursday is to visualize myself like, very intentionally as one of the characters mm. and to try to identify as one of the characters. How do you decide which one? Um, it's usually just kind of spur of the moment. You feel right? it. You just, I just kind of feel it. And, and usually it winds up being, um, not to, uh, not to elevate myself to his status, but usually it winds up being St. Peter Mm -hmm. because St. Peter is so flawed. Right. And his flaws are so exposed. Um, I think because he, he's given this privilege Mm -hmm. of being, you know, the, 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 the vicar of Christ, right. He's given this privilege of, of being this cornerstone of the church. Um, and yet he makes so many boneheaded mistakes and he, he gets kind of like the original
0: ragamuffin. Yeah.
1: He gets scared and he gets, frustrated and you know Mm -hmm. throughout scripture and so to kind of identify with him you know um i mean i you know i can imagine myself wanting to like pull my sword and and tell right tell these these guys they're not going to arrest my friend i can imagine myself falling asleep right when jesus tells me to stay awake i can imagine myself being like i'm gonna take a nap you know like
0: I got you Jesus I got you. Yeah. I can yeah.
1: I can imagine myself when they've arrested my friend and they were you know all my friends are scattered and I'm looking around and I'm all alone. I can imagine myself going, I don't know that guy. Yeah. I'm I mean scared, I yeah. I've, you know, I've been there in my faith. I've been yeah. there in my faith. And so that's that's something that I think is really really important for us to do if we want to connect with these these kind of movements of the church within the liturgy of the church.
0: It's kind of like the Ignatian prayer, right? It, it kind is. Kind of just placing yourself in,
1: yeah, find, in the you in know, scripture. Yeah, find a character that you relate to. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, you know, the, the characters are just, there's, there's a whole bunch of them, right? So all of the disciples, Mary Magdalene, mm-hmm. Judas, Mary, the mother of Jesus, Pilate, right? There's a lot of, of different characters sure. that bring kind of these different human aspects, these different mm-hmm. human qualities to the story um, find one of those and kind of stay with that person and then go home and, and, or maybe on your phone, you know, journal a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, how did, how did St. Peter feel Mm
2: -hmm.
1: when he woke up and his, these people were coming to arrest his friend? Yeah. How do, how do, you know, do I trust God? Do I get panicked in these moments? God, how can I, how can I more deeply trust you in these three days of Triduum? How, how can I, how can I make that my prayer? Right. Mm. Or just make it your prayer. Jesus, I want to trust you more. Yeah. I, I want to trust you, not just in these three days, but forever. Right. Um, to really kind of identify, mm. uh, with, with the story, right. We think about, I like that. um, just a quick analogy, like why do, you know, why do little kids want to dress up as Iron Man? Right. right, it's because they they see something. They, mm-hmm. There's something that resonates that they want with to them. Emulate. They want to emulate, yeah. right? If we find a hero in Scripture, mm. and of course it's Christ, but we find a human, like a like a human, like there. like you and me, yeah. hero, right, in Scripture. Broken. Um, and... That's that's so worthwhile and so mm-hmm. powerful. Plus, all those people are already praying for you in heaven. Exactly. You should you should get to know one for sure.
0: That's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. Because
0: having relationships with the saints is, mm-hmm. um, it's just a treasure. It is. It's a gift that I think we often take for granted.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a good tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I feel like oh. as
0: opposed to tips, I'm more of a, here's a challenge. Oh, I, love I that. just want to, I, I really encourage, um, all of you ragamuffin sweet listeners to, to go to, um, a service that you, you might not have, you know, in the events that you haven't participated in, um, Holy week Mm -hmm. liturgies, go to pick one Mm -hmm. just, you know, um, gosh, it's just beautiful. And, and I say that from a super humble place because I have not participated for, for long. It's just been in the last couple of years and Mm -hmm. it almost makes me sad that I missed out on, on all those liturgies because, um, it's, it's changed my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I, I think that there is a, um, anytime that we, we go out on a limb, uh, there is the, the likelihood that we are going to feel those pains of vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, we're going to feel those pains of maybe not knowing the final outcome. But I also think that out on a limb is where you know when our 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 vulnerability is kind of out there, and and when our heart is open, uh, that's also where we're the most um, likely to get out of our own way in the sense mm, that we allow, yeah. we allow God's grace in, right? Yeah, and Most receptive. We're the most receptive. Yeah. And it's not that God sees us do that and says, oh, here's like a treat, right? Here's a treat of grace. That grace is always available to us, but there's really only one way that we can approach it because mm. we have to make a conscious choice. And, and so, yeah, I think your challenge is right on that you know, make a conscious choice Mm -hmm. to, to participate in the Triduum liturgy Mm -hmm. in some way. Now we're not saying that you can't, um, you know, there's a lot of you listening that are still, um, uh, working from home and, and still in quarantine. And, and that's perfectly understandable. Um, and certainly your parish should be, um, a place you feel safe Mm -hmm. to go and socially distant and all of those things. Um, so if you want to experience these things online, yeah, please do it. If sure. you want to experience these things by, you know, reading through the readings um, ahead of time, go to usccb.org and do that. Um, there are, are I think, so many ways for us to like really get involved spiritually and to really get involved in, um, in the liturgy and the life of the church. And, and it's just such a, a unique and beautiful privilege that we're, you know, that we, that we, that we have that.
0: That we get the, the invitation to, to mm-hmm. participate in. Yeah. It's like on, it.
1: it's like on Harry Potter when your invitation is, you know, the owl flies yes. in. Yes. Um, I'm just Wow. Yeah. We're so gifted. I can't believe I went there. Sorry. <laughs> Are um, you Harry Potter? Man? No, I'm not. I don't think so. Yeah. I've only seen one of the movies. Everybody <laughs> listening is just like, oh, this guy's full of it. Um, I do want to, before we go, I do want to talk about uh, a book that, really i'm reaching for it right now sorry that was dumb it's so far away before we go i do want to talk about a book i'm gonna do that again um before we go i do want to talk about a book that was really uh instrumental in helping me to understand uh and kind of break open a lot of the the um triduum liturgy and how things um kind of uh they didn't start on Holy Thursday, but how kind of this phase of Jesus's ministry, uh, starts with the Passover meal, mm-hmm. um, and goes all the way through to his death on the cross and his resurrection. Uh, and it's called Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Eucharist. I might've talked about it before. I don't know. Um, but it's by this, um, this scholar named Brant Petrie. He's a really, really smart dude. Um, he's also a really, really good writer. It's an easy read. It's an easy kind of simple read. He doesn't, um, there's not like a lot of Greek words and stuff like that. Like Excellent. it's, he really just kind of takes things and, and connects the dots. Um, so I can't recommend it enough. He's also, Say it again. it's called Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Eucharist. And then he's also got one called, um, uh, Jesus and the Jewish roots of Mary, which is really cool. Um, but he's, uh, he just, He's a he's a really really good writer and and I think there's a lot of our Catholic identity mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of our our maybe Jewish ancestry mm-hmm. that's that's very harmonious um, that's gotten lost yeah. over yeah. over time and over a lack of good maybe good um, just just a lack of passing it on right, right. just a lack of understanding um, so there's nothing in this book that's like brand new this is all the teaching of the church um, but it's just put together in a way that. It makes a lot of sense. Would
0: you say it's unpacked? Yes,
1: I would. I would. Yeah, unpacked. Either put together. Yeah. Or unpacked. Or unpacked. Yeah, both at the same time. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, So check that book out. Also, um, you know, feel free to email us. Uh, We love getting your emails and your um, Instagram messages, Uh, 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 Facebook messages, DMs. Um, We should for Easter season. We should do a giveaway we haven't done a giveaway in a Ooh, long time
0: okay yeah i'm so up for that
1: why don't we give away a copy of this book
0: oh okay yes and also Let's something fun
1: uh we'll find some i have some saint socks
0: that i can <laughs> were they can a gift from someone no 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 <laughs> did i give them to you no you didn't you
1: didn't um
0: i have saint socks to give away too <laughs> okay well uh
1: how about saint socks and a cd i've got uh, i think i've got i know that's like who listens to cds anymore um, I've got a couple of, uh, I don't know if I have a of Hillsong yeah. CDs, um, Ooh, that, that's exciting. Yeah, that I can get away. So,
0: and you know what?
1: What's that? Thank you
0: ragamuffins for listening to us. Yes. I've heard from a few people this in the past, um, week who've shared that they're listening and I, I'm never not surprised and humbled mm-hmm. that people choose to spend their time listening t- to w- what we have to say. Yeah,
1: cause it's super cool.
0: I'm a ragamuffin myself. Same. And uh, and that's just great and humbling. So to the nieces and the nephews and the friends from back home and Father John mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. giving me a nice little high five about um, the podcast. I am appreciative. We are appreciative. Very. And um, grateful to spend some time with you.
1: I've got uh, a couple of teens in the youth group that mm-hmm. told me that they listened and some... Uh, some friends from the tech community, that yes. told me that they listen. And it's just, you know, it's super cool to uh, to know that they're listening, and to know that, um, you know, we're all we're all in this 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 journey. We're all on this path mm-hmm. together, right? And our paths look different at different times, but we all have something to kind of lend to one another, and and these different ways that we we support each other and help each other grow in this relationship with God. And so, yeah, um, yeah you're right. It is a really uh beautiful thing to look at um to just look at our community uh from this perspective from the yeah. perspective of like, hey, let's start a podcast that'll be fun, and then like we hear from someone and they're like, you know, I really needed to hear that yeah it's, really, it's you know, real it's just yeah. it's just I say that from a very humble place that yeah. we don't ever intend any of that stuff, we don't really think about it like oh, we're gonna we're going to talk about this and people are going to, you know, need to hear it. It's really like, man, whatever comes out is what the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. wants. And, and to hear that kind of reflected back and to say like, God wanted me to hear X, Y, Z. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's kind of making me tear up a little bit thinking about it. It's really cool. I can get you a tissue. (laughs) Thank you. And we're funny. Uh, At least we try to be. All right. Um, well, uh, At the risk of, of saying this prematurely, uh, happy Easter ragamuffins. Maybe we should say happy Holy week first, happy Holy week Week and happy Easter. And we really encourage you to kind of take a leap into, uh, the liturgies this week, take a leap into, um, really making, uh, really making this time a time of prayer, Mm -hmm. a a time of of digging down deep and and trying to, to be a witness to the passion, death and resurrection of Christ and, and kind of letting that soak in
0: because yeah, it's just this oasis of love waiting
1: mm-hmm. for you
0: You know like the only <laughs> the only thing missing is like you know your participation in mm-hmm. it because it's it's just there he's there always waiting for us and it's for you yeah that's kind of that's super awesome. cool.
1: Let's pray. let's pray in the name and of the, the father and the son of the holy spirit, spirit.
0: amen, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our
1: death. Amen. And the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Peace be with you, Braga Muffin friends.
1: We love you. Happy Holy. Week. Happy Holy. Bye. to church podcast is an amet creative production and is hosted by james longoria and nikki moncada our theme music is candle in the shadows by the poor kings check them out on spotify or wherever you download music incidental music is by punch deck find us on instagram at late to church podcast and let us know your questions comments and thoughts by contacting late to church podcast at gmail.com your insights might even be featured on the show just a little reminder you are good You are worthy. You are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and He wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you. Peace.